welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. My guest this week is a guy that I met while crewing one of my friends, Brian, at Grindstone 100 last fall. The story of Michael and his family is really what I wanted to bring out in living an ultra life because this guy and his family live life totally to the full. So without further ado, let's go for a run with Michael Harms. You ready, Mike? I'm ready, man. All right, dude. So let's start out. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do when you're not running. Sure. So yeah, Mike, I work for the federal government. I've been doing that for about three years now. Before that, I was a special education teacher for 12 and a half years, living up in Northern Virginia with my wife and our four boys and trying to, to live life to the fullest, like you said. Awesome. Have you always been based out of Northern Virginia? Yes. Both my wife and I grew up here. We actually went to high school together, started dating in high school, actually. Oh, that is awesome. Wow. Yep. One of those true love stories. That's awesome. That's right, man. Cool. So now, when did you get started running? I ran track in high school, but short distance stuff, 400 and 200 was my primary events. Um, And then I ran cross country a couple of years just to get in shape for wrestling actually was my primary sport in high school and then and for track. And then after high school, I didn't run ever again until... Really, Donald, our oldest son, is how I got into it. And that was in 2014. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So let's jump right to Donald because I'm supposed to ask you about Donald Strong. Yeah. So let's kind of get into the story about Donald because I think this is going to introduce people to who Michael really is as an amazing man. Tell us about Donald and just go from there. Sure. So Donald is our oldest son. He is 25 years old. My wife and I adopted him when he was 16. We were on a a volunteer trip in Jamaica to a home for people with disabilities and um, fell in love with the place in general. We've since actually with some friends helped start and run a nonprofit that continues work there when we fell in love with all of the kids. But in particular, there was just an immediate uh, connection with Donald that both my wife and I actually felt, even though we had met him separately, we both immediately felt it and knew. And thankfully, Donald felt it uh, the same way and was on board with when we came to the decision that we, that we wanted to adopt him. We met him in 2010. It took a while, the adoption process, um, international adoption usually does. And we got him home in 2013. So yeah, he's our first son. Since then, we've had three more boys. Once we got him home, we decided, you know, I guess it's time to have kids now. So your wife is a saint. Yes, she <laughs> is. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Tell everybody your wife's name because she's she's oh. very central to the story too. She absolutely is. Yeah, my wife is my wife's name is Hope. That was uh, kind of a topic. Her name was a topic while you were running Grindstone for her and watching you put yourself through some pretty brutal conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a rhinestone was rough, a rough one for me. It's crazy. It sounds ridiculous to say, but I didn't really start running well until about 85 miles in. (laughs) So her name, I guess, did become a big thing because it was, uh, there was patches where for the first time ever, I was sort of like losing hope that, you know, you have lows, but you come out of them. And I just wasn't coming out of this sort of long low. So I was for a little bit, uh, 
at times almost losing hope, but I kept just putting one foot in front of the other. And, and I would think that, no, no, there's, there's, there's always hope. And then in my case, it is in a literal sense, there's always hope my wife at the next cruise stops. So it was like, just make it to that. If you're going to lay down or take a nap or do anything, at least make it to the next cruise stop. So you're with her to do it. Um, That's awesome. And that just kind of kept me moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing you come through the North river gap the second time and, uh-huh. and you could tell that you were down. Yeah. But then I remember seeing hope at the 87 mile aid station and watching you absolute fly through the aid station and going, yeah. okay, who was, who was that? That was a different human being. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know what, uh, why exactly it was. I don't know if it was calories. Maybe I started low. I got low, like about 15 miles in oh, <laughs> and, wow. uh, yeah. And, uh, and then it just kind of kept getting worse and worse to the point where I remember before, I think North River Gap was right, like at 33, right? I think 33 and then like 66. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was before the first North River Gap where I was like, man, I might need to actually just lay down and take a nap and just sort of reset. Maybe that would be better. I was just feeling so tired and, and I'm used to being, it wasn't even that late yet. You know, the race starts at night at 6 PM for those who don't know but it wasn't that late yet. And I've, I've run through the night before and I wasn't sure what was going on, but yeah. And that just kind of, it got a little bit better here and there, but I don't know if I got maybe better on top of my calories, hydration. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, somewhere 80 to 85 miles. Yeah. I just kind of came alive. Like you said, kind of in the beginning, family is really central to everything we do. And I knew that the boys would be able to be at the finish line as long as I finished like at a reasonable time. Yeah. So I really wanted to finish at daylight so that they said so it'd be easy for them to like be there and see me finish. So that did become definitely a big motivating thing when that started getting on the line where like, I might miss that time if I keep slowing down. So that definitely motivated me, I think too, to That's push it in. And now were all the boys at the finish line? They were all four. Yep. That is awesome. That is awesome. It was really awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. So now you started running. You said you started running when you adopted Donald. Tell us about that. Yeah. So Donald, we immediately knew like he was active and wanted to do lots of stuff. Super curious, super adventurous. That was immediately apparent. So we were in that first year just looking for things that, you know, he could be involved in and do. And someone sent us a video of Rick and Dick Hoyt, the father-son team who um, really pioneered like running together. Dick Hoyt, the, the father who passed away not too long ago, unfortunately, would push Rick in a, a racing adapted wheelchair in everything from 5Ks to marathons to Ironman triathlons. So someone sent us a video of that. And I, I will never forget this moment. It was a, a Sunday afternoon we were eating lunch at the table and we watched uh, the video on the computer and I remember being like just really moved by it and thought it was just so cool and Donald as soon as the video ended Donald got super excited so he Donald would be considered nonverbal because it's hard for him to enunciate and that's due to this cerebral palsy but he's super communicative so he was clearly trying to communicate something to me he says for dad he kind of says dad and he's, he kept saying dad dad uh, and I realized he was, you know, some, he was, you know, excited about the video. And I was like, oh, you, you know, you liked the video too. And he was like, yeah, but he was still trying to tell me something clearly. He's like, no, you're not getting it, dad. <laughs> and then finally <laughs> it dawned on me, oh, you want to, would you want to do that too? Would you want to run together, me and you? 
and he immediately was i mean just was clear as day yeah oh um, my gosh how were you and not then, in uh, tears at that moment oh yeah well it, it gets even better though so then uh so i was like oh okay yeah like we could uh, you know we could figure that out definitely like i would love that so uh but he's still kind of like no no dad you're not getting it and finally he's like okay you're just never gonna get it you know i gotta just show you so he uh at that time he didn't have a power wheelchair yet he was just in the manual chair he put his foot up uh, on the table and pushed off the table at just the right angle that it spun his chair around so that he was facing the front door um and that's when it dawned on me like oh you want to go for a run like right now oh <laughs> and my he gosh was like, and again clearest day yeah so we did we we dug this old uh stroller that we had used before we were able to get a wheelchair for him it's a it's a stroller for larger people with disabilities and you know not made for running though and he was too big for it already even after only being home for one year but it worked well enough so uh yeah we did like a little just two miles maybe at most maybe only one mile around our neighborhood and he loved it and i i love sports and i did like amateur bike racing right before we adopted him so it was cool to i was super excited to you know, maybe get back into some sort of sports. Right. And uh, yeah, we both loved it. And so he was adamant too, that he wanted to do races the way they did. So we signed up for a, a local 5k that was the very next Saturday. Oh my gosh. And you <laughs> pushed him in the stroller. Yep. Yep. This, this stroller that was way too small for him <laughs> Wow. and totally That's not amazing. for running. That yeah. is amazing. Okay. So I have actually gotten on and watched a video of you and Donald running. And I don't remember what year it was from, but it was a half marathon. And oh, cool. you, you guys took off. You were at the front of the pack. And I think this was, it was when John started running. So it must have been somewhere around 2017, I think. Okay. You guys took off running so fast. I was, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is not like, you know, we're going to, this is not somebody pushing somebody in a wheelchair and they're going to, they're going to run a half marathon. Yay. This is somebody that's competing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, Donald is 100%. I mean, we, we are together, like as a team, 100% of, yeah, like, you know, there to compete just like everybody else. We're always trying to get faster and run as absolutely fast as we can. <laughs> That is so amazing. There's some technique to this though, right? I mean, it's not just get behind a wheelchair and you run and push it. There's, I mean, Donald's working with you, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Um, without a doubt, we are faster together than like I am. I would be by myself on, on roads. The only time maybe that's not the case is if there's a long enough uphill just because gravity wants to pull the chair down or super strong headwind maybe. But on a, anything else, we're absolutely faster together because, as you know, I'm sure like distance running in the end just becomes so mental that, you know, you have to maintain that focus to keep the pace. You have to maintain that mental drive to keep pushing when everything is saying to stop. And uh, that's where Donald is just so strong. That's kind of where the Donald Strong came. Is his mental fitness and strength is just off the charts. I mean, he's without a doubt, both my wife and I agree 100% that he's without a doubt the, the strongest person that we've ever met. I mean, the stuff that that guy can endure and the patience and the focus, you know, that he has is just so incredible. So there's so many races where 
I've started to drop off on the pace because I'm just, I feel like I'm literally, you know, at my absolute limit, but that's when Donald will fully like kick it in and start, you know, yelling uh, and, and cheering, you know, for us to, to keep pushing. And somehow like this extra gear comes out of the nowhere where I'll be able to. That's um, awesome. I, yeah. I am so glad to hear you say, so a lot of people look at people with special needs and they think, oh man, they can't live like everybody else can. And they have sympathy for them, but they don't realize the endurance and the strength and the mental fortitude that people with special needs have. So I'm really happy to hear you express that because I think people can learn from that and look at people with special needs in a different light. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the coolest thing about running was, was that's what would happen. All of a sudden it was just a, a, anyone who meets Donald eventually realizes that. And pretty quickly on with Donald, he's so, he loves people and he's so social and communicative and stuff. But running was like a fast track way for people to see immediately like past any of the disability or, you know, his, he has cerebral palsy and it's considered spastic quadriplegic. So it affects all four limbs, even his neck and um, control and stuff too. So, so physically, you know, you can see there's something different, but with the running and when people do see him, they can, it's like, they do so quickly see past that and see like, Oh no, that, that dude's a competitor out here. He came That's to compete. Awesome. So what's so, the, what's the longest race you and Donald have done together? Uh, a marathon so far is okay. the longest we've done. Yeah. And, and what's the fastest marathon you two have done together? Uh, the fastest is we just ran the 2021 Richmond marathon in 310. Wait, Richmond hilly. It has some hills. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not. It's I mean, not it's not. It's terrible. not grindstone hilly, but you know, it, no, it, no. it has some hills for a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Three ten at is that a BQ? No, not not yet. Okay. Um, that's that's next. Uh, we're we're hoping. Okay. Um, so for me, so the, the qualifying time is, I'm, I'm pretty sure Boston calls it this too. They call them duo teams. That's what Donald and I are considered. Okay. Um, so the qualifying time is whatever this normal time is for the runner member of the team. So for me, that's 305. 305. Um, okay. So for Donald, Donald and I, our qualifying time is 305. Okay. Which we're running, we're running Shamrock Marathon here in a little over two weeks. Oh, so you're coming down here to Virginia Beach. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'll see you at the start line. I'm volunteering. Oh, sweet. awesome. They asked me if I wanted to run it. And I was like, you know, I don't really run marathons except yeah. as a training run. So now yeah. Yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not fast enough to, to run like a road marathon. It's like, uh, that's just a foreign concept to me. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So you'll be down here in a couple of weeks from Shamrock. So I'll definitely have to look you and Donald up there and shooting for a 305 or brother. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll be definitely praying about that and hoping that that definitely comes through. Thanks, man. You got it. Living an Ultra Life is brought to you by Forge Glory Athletics. Forge Glory Athletics is a science-driven, client-proven, premier running company that instills strong, introspective pillars through disciplines of movement that award personal growth in multiple aspects of the athlete's life without injury. We must find the light within ourselves before others can follow. Christopher Cuero. So you run 
other races without Donald. And yeah. how did you get into ultra marathon racing? Because you're a fast guy. <laughs> well, yeah, fast with Donald. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the way I got into that, I, I got into it initially in, in 2016. So I've always been into backpacking and the outdoors and stuff. My wife and I actually have backpacked the entire Appalachian Trail. Oh, um, wow. But, yeah. North, south, or south, that. north? We started south and headed north. Awesome. Finished on Katahdin. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, sometime in 2016, I don't even remember how I, I, I like, I didn't even know that running races on trails was a thing. Cause I, you know, Don and I had only been running for, you know, we were only into our second year of running really, or I guess starting our third year, but I, yeah, I didn't even know that running on trails was a thing. So I think I first heard about that. And then I heard, oh, people do it like in the mountains too. You know, that I love being outdoors and in the mountains and stuff. And, uh, and then I heard about these crazy long races and, and I was just immediately, immediately intrigued by it. it just completely spoke to me. I tell you, like, if it weren't for Donald, I probably wouldn't do any road running. Um, right. Because I just, I don't know that I have the mental stamina to just be out on a road for that, especially a marathon, but running on a trail was just super appealing, especially for me, the appealing thing was, you know, I've got four kids now. And so it was like, oh, I could go on these crazy long, almost like a long hike, but get it done in one day. <laughs> yeah. So it was very appealing. So as I was hearing about this, I started running uh, some of my training runs for Donald and I's racing on the weekends. I'd run them on a trail near our house. And I just got in my head this idea that, uh, you know, I was turning 33. So I should I'll work up to running 33 miles. And then when I was like, well, if I end up getting up to 33 miles, then I could run a 50 miler. I just heard that that was a thing. So we were going on a road trip that summer, my family and I out West. So I lo started looking up races and I was like, oh, there's this place Leadville that has a 50 miler. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, just dip, dipping in the sh you know, shallow end there of Fultress. Great job, <laughs> Michael. 100 at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember running it too. And some girls like, this is your, why did you pick this as your first? I was like, I don't know. Like, was, because you know, Big Horn, Bighorn Mountain yeah. Scenic Run wasn't available at the time I was yeah. out there. So I might as well go do Leadville instead, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, but to me, like, so I did not race that at all. To me, it was like, this is awesome. This is a way I can do 50 miles in the Rockies and have support all along the way. And I'm not going to be gone from my family for like five days backpacking, 10 days. You know, it's like, this is awesome. Um, and my family was totally on board. It was like my birthday present was getting to do this. Uh, that is awesome. So I did that. Absolutely just enjoyed every, every second of it. And, uh, and then I didn't run another one though ever again. Actually, I, I ran a just a local a local like free run. I ended up in like 2019, I think it was. Okay. Um, actually, actually with John. Um, okay. But then no races or anything like that until the pandemic when everything was you know shut down. And then in 2021, trail races were coming back online, but there still was no road races yet. And any crowded road races, we weren't sure about yet anyways with Donald, right. you know, he right. is at high risk for respiratory stuff. So I just talked to Donald and I was like, Hey, would you be cool? I asked him too for the, the, the Leadville 50 in 2016, you know, if he'd be cool with it. And he was totally on board. Um, That's awesome. In fact, like he was probably 
cheering the loudest every time I, the two times that I came through the aid station where they got to see me and then at the finish. Um, and then, so I asked him in 2021, would you be cool if I did some more of those trail ultras, you know, until road stuff comes back. And I, I, as soon as I heard about a hundred, you know, that people do hundred milers, um, I was immediately, you know, intrigued by that too. So I just got the idea of like, you know, well, maybe this is my chance to train for a hundred miler and try it. So um, I talked to him, he was totally on board with it and cool. Probably because he was like, yeah, you need it. So that make sure you stay in shape, you know, <laughs> for when the road stuff comes back. And I uh, signed up for old dominion, I think in December, 2020, and then spent the, and then I did a few races leading up to that and then ran old dominion in June and just absolutely loved it. It was brutal, but I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Cause and that's then, almost entirely on the AT, right? No, Old Dominion is actually like 60% gravel farm roads. Really? And then it's, yeah. And then it's, um, it's out towards the Massanutten Mountain okay. uh, range. Yeah. Cause it starts and finishes in Woodstock. So it runs around that, that range. The way they advertise it's the first hot, truly hot day in June in Virginia. And man, it really is like, <laughs> you have no time really. The heat to, was brutal, huh? Yeah. And you have no real time. There was not a whole lot of heat beforehand to, so that you can kind of, you know, get used to it. So <laughs> it definitely is a factor in the race. That's for sure. There um, you go. Yeah. But so, yeah, I ran that and just really loved it. I, I the thing I loved about the, the hundred mile distance is like, you know, hope crewed me for that. And I just loved that. It was like this joint thing that we got to do together and the kids were able to come out and see me not at the finish. Cause that one I finished in the middle of the night, but, uh, they got to see me at two aid stations. And, but I, I just really, especially loved that team thing that it was hope and I doing it together. Cause I definitely, I mean, maybe I would, maybe I would still finish, but not nearly as fast without her. There's no right. way. Yeah. She's definitely so, got the crew chief thing down pat. Oh man. She had it down pat that very first one. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She um, seems like a very, very organized person. You know, I try to organize everything before and make it as simple as, as stress-free as possible for her. And then, yeah, she just stays on top of, of stuff. And she is just that exact perfect mix that I think at least you want um, in a crew of like, she can read me just really well, first of all, obviously, because she's known me for so long. But she's that perfect mix of like, making sure I have what I need but then give me the kick in the butt when I need it, you know? And uh, yeah, just really good in that respect. That's awesome. So you finished old dominion in June and just got this crazy idea. Hey, let's do this little grindstone thing. (laughs) Yeah. So then, yeah. So then I had to talk to Donald again. I was like, Hey, so I know we want to do a fall marathon because they're kind of coming back and it looks like Richmond's going to maybe happen like in person. I was like, I'm pretty sure I could run grind because so grindstone still had spots open it had like a few spots left like seven and i really i so i was thinking like okay maybe i'll do another 100 miler next year just one maybe you know like maybe i could do a 100 miler in the spring and then we'll do a fall marathon again or something but i just couldn't i did i did i just didn't want to wait i was you were just, hooked. So when I, yeah yeah i was so hooked and when i saw that grindstone had spots and i saw the course and i was like oh this would be so awesome this is like all pretty much on single track trails truly like up and down the mountains i was so hooked and so yeah i talked to donald's like i'm pretty sure i could recover in enough time to still run richmond fast and the thing was i think he was totally on board because after old dominion 
So I trained for just Old Dominion. You know, I, I didn't do any, I, I trained for a hundred miler. Okay. Um, and for, for Old Dominion specifically. And then I took like two weeks off after, and I don't think I did hardly anything. You know, I did some little runs here and there, but you know, it took probably at least 10 days off. And then when I came back, I just was running easy, just kind of getting back in the groove of it. And then we ran a 4th of July race. It was actually Donald and I's first road race back together. It was a five, just a local little 5k, had no idea what to expect. We went out there and we literally ran a PR by over a minute and it was faster than any 5k I ever ran, like in cross country in high school. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. We went out there and blazed a 1734, which was, you know, we were like not expecting. Wow. Um, my jaw, so, my jaw just literally dropped when you said 1734 after. <laughs> so this is like two and a half, three weeks after old dominion hundred. Yeah, I think it was probably three and a half weeks. Yeah, something okay. like that. Maybe four four weeks. Yeah. You could almost say that, you know, if you start running ultra marathons, you'll PR the little short distances. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what happens, I think, is you get such a big, good base. So I was just really mostly focused on building up mileage. And I just like going long, especially on trails. So I think I just had such a good aerobic base, I guess. I don't know, but I think after Donald saw that, he was like, okay, yeah, you can, I guess this ultra thing will work out as long as it doesn't seem to be interfering with our, with our road races. (laughs) It's not interfering with road races and we're faster. So dad do more. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. So then grindstone and grindstone was just, you did amazing. I, I was so impressed by you and your wife and got to see your kids at one of the aid stations and, Tell us about your three youngest, because we've talked about Donald a little bit, but tell us a little, a little bit about your three youngest. Yeah, so we've got Oliver, Ethan, and Luke. Oliver is seven, Ethan is five, and Luke just turned three a uh, week ago, well, okay. um, a little over a week ago. Yeah, they're wild and crazy and uh, adventurous, um, just like their, their older brother. They've even done a couple road races themselves, little one-milers. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Like the, the littlest one after the first, after old dominion was running around playing and we're like, and one of his brothers was like, what are you playing? He's like, I'm running a hundred miler. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's so, perfect. You've, you've got them. Yeah. You've got them on the, on the hook, man. That's right. That's, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll yeah, we'll never be the same. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. They're awesome. That is so, so cool that I, I love the way your family is so ingrained with your running and the way I just think it's totally cool that you asked Donald, okay, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And I, yeah. I, I think that's awesome, Michael. I think that's kudos to you, man. So you're going to run Shamrock and we're, we're going to, you're going to go for a BQ. So that would be a 2023 if you qualified, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that would be kind of cool. So what else are you running in 2022? Uh, it's not, I might, uh, in June do old dominion again. Okay. Um, it's just so convenient. It's close. So again, like we do, you know, incorporate kind of family into every decision, including the kids, like literally asking, like, you know, are you, you know, making sure they're okay with, with certain things that we're doing and plans we have, um, and old dominion, it's it's like an hour the start and finish is like an hour drive from our house so oh, it's that's just, awesome as, as far as 100 miles go yeah it's very convenient 
um, grindstone is convenient too. It's like maybe two and a half hours. Okay. Um, so the, so as of now I'm on the wait list for old dominion. So Donald and I run shamrock. We'll probably look for some stuff in between there, shorter stuff maybe, but, um, but I'll probably, if I get into old dominion, I'll gear up for that for old dominion. And then Donald and I will race road stuff through the summer. Um, after Old Dominion, 10Ks, 5Ks, and halves, probably just limited to that. And then I'm thinking of doing Grindstone again, actually. <laughs> awesome. Um, there you go. Yeah. Once, once yeah. you've got your crazy on, you might as well do it again, right? Yeah, we have to just keep on. Again, it's just so, I'd love to do some other 100 miles, but it's just so, right now, the, the, the idea of having to like add a day or two for travel, I just, it just doesn't quite work. So, Old Dominion Grindstone is just so convenient. And I just, I love running in the mountains of Virginia, honestly. Um, So, and then that would enable Don and I also to do a fall marathon. So we've, we've, uh, we've only ever done a fall marathon. Actually, we've run Marine Corps four times and Richmond twice. Okay. Um, So this will be the first time we've done a spring marathon and then hopefully we'll do a fall marathon. We'll probably do either Marine Corps or Richmond again. That's awesome. Marine Corps is my favorite. So that was my yeah. first marathon I ever ran in 2011. So. so it was the first for us and we ran it in 2014. Okay. Yeah. So that very first year. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't even know what a marathon was when, when I signed up for it. So really, <laughs> that's a whole new story. So yeah, it was like, that's awesome. I, I had a Marine friend whose son had served in um, Afghanistan and uh, he's like, you know, there's this thing called the Marine Corps Marathon. I was like, cool. What is it? He's like, it's just, it's a race up in DC. I was like, cool. He's like, we got to yeah. get on like at midnight to sign up for it. I was like, okay, I'll get on at midnight and sign up for it. So I did. I got on at midnight. I signed up for it. And then I was like, I wonder what I just signed up for. So- <laughs> yeah, maybe you should find out how long this race is. Yeah. So, you know, then I found out I had to run 26.2 miles in one day. I was like, Ah, I don't think I'm built for that. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was, that was, that was the beginning and you know, yeah. life continues just keep <laughs> on going. So that's yeah, great. this, this fall I'm running my first 200 miler. So, Oh, that's awesome. Which one are you doing? I'm actually doing the Sanger de Cristo 200 in the mountains of Colorado. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. So- yeah. That sounds like a heck of an adventure. Yeah. Well, you know, you talked about, you know, part of this whole beauty of running ultra marathons is getting to be up in the mountains. And there's just something, you know, for me that is freeing when you're up in the mountains and, you know, I find so much peace in just slowing down the tempo and just getting out in the mountains and just getting that flow to where you're, you're moving all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily having to move fast all the time. And there's just something yeah. freeing in that. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure how to describe it, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a great feeling. And it sounds like you, you find the same thing. It sounds like there's a lot of peace for you when you get up in the mountains and on a trail. The, yeah, there really is. Like it's, yeah, I find, I just can, it's like my soul just breathes deeper when I'm uh, out in the mountains. I just, I, I love it. I just, I, I still am like a, just a big kid, really, you know, I just like adventures um, and exploring. Um, That's awesome. And so, and Donald is the exact same way. It's funny though. The one common commonality between the road running and the, the trail running is that uh, 
it's really just about like exploration kind of in both respects. Like there's the, the road running really is just sort of exploring like personal limits. I mean, yeah, you can kind of explore a city maybe by running a marathon in a new city, but, um, but for Donald and I, it's like that exploring our personal limits, just how fast can we go? Which is why we like to push hard every race. We never, my wife and I, my wife is always asked like, like, I'll be like, man, I'm, you know, I've been a little under the weather. I'm not sure about this race. She's like, well, it's okay. You know, you don't have to go out fast. And I was like, we don't, we don't know any other way to do it really because <laughs> like, because it is always an exploration of just, just how fast could we do this? You know, where is the limit? Cause we haven't quite found it yet. Well, we find it in individual races all the time. We've, we've had plenty of races where we just absolutely blow up and, 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 you know, cruise into the finish line (laughs) yeah we end up cruising it in and we're like way slower than you know some uh, some pr maybe we hit not that long ago but it's because we you know kind of we're all about shooting our shot and just trying to see what can happen especially if we feel good then we really go for it or if there's like some sort of like if if donald sees you know one more person up the way maybe before the finish line he's always like go go we can catch one more person before we finish (laughs) So it's that, but it's that exploring like kind of our personal limits. And then it's for trails. What I love about trails is there's the, it, there is still the exploring your personal limits, especially in the ultras. Like, you know, you get to those long distances, you're just, you're exploring every, the deepest parts of yourself. And, yep. and then, and then though, you're also they're getting to explore. Yeah. Some beautiful, um, beautiful landscapes. So. Yeah. Um, we'll have to get you out to the Bighorn mountains in Wyoming to, you know, do that oh. little bitty, not so tough, <laughs> yeah. Bighorn Mountain Run, sometime. I would, uh, I would love it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where my wife and I moved back to Virginia from Sheridan, Wyoming, um, oh, during man. the pandemic. You know, because everybody needs to make a career move and move across the country during the pandemic. <laughs> but, yeah, we're Makes weird sense. that way. So yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I run ultra marathons. I mean, weird is in my vocabulary. So that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> so. As a, as a dad of four rambunctious boys and, and a husband and uh, a government worker, so you, you're obviously busy at work also, how do you find the time to get training miles in? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> really, it's, I get up really early most days to, to be able to get it in. Yeah, I work it out with the family and just make sure, you know, that I can fit it in. It's my wife knows and my and the kids even know that um that it's just such a part of me now running. I mean, that's one of the, the really cool things too, is that Donald just introduced me to something that I didn't even know was such a part of me. Um now wow. I can't imagine I can't imagine living without running. But yeah, they know the priority that it is for me. So um so we, you know, we work it out to make sure that we can fit it into, you know, on days I have to run most of the time, it just requires, I just get up pretty early and try to fit it in before anybody's up or really early before work because I enjoy it. And, and it is a priority. It doesn't, you know, it's not too hard. I mean, there's certainly days where I don't want to get up, you know, like 4 a.m. Yeah. But um, that's kind of what it, that the season of life we're in right now, that's, that's what I often have to do to be able to fit it in. Cause yeah, I don't want to miss anything with the kids. We, there are days where I'll run in the middle of the day, especially like if I, to get in a training run with Donald, let's say, I don't, I'm not going to make him get up at 4am with me, right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's 
it's just easy, much easier for me uh, mentally to get up earlier and know that nobody's, you know, at home waiting on me or anything like that. Um, exactly. And plus it's a, it's always a motivation, especially on those long, long training runs. Cause in my head, the idea I always have is I'm always running home, you know? So it's kind of yeah. mentally always running know. home to hope, right? Yep. Yep. That's right. Yep. <laughs> that is awesome. So this is how we typically like to end our, our, sh- our podcast. You're sitting down with somebody who is interested in running their first ultra marathon. And I'm going to kind of throw a twist on this. You're sitting down with somebody who has never done a race like you've done with Donald and I'm, and what you called it a duo. Is that, is that the right term for that? Yeah. Like a duo team. Yeah. A duo team. So you're sitting down with somebody that either wants to do an ultra marathon or is interested in pushing you like you push. Are you part of like the Ainsley's angels? Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so they want, let's just say that they're interested in either pushing for, you know, team Hoyt or Ainsley's angels. And, but they're a little bit nervous. They're a little bit scared because it's totally outside of their comfort zone. What would be the one thing that you would tell them? Um, I guess, um, to just give it a try. I, I, I try to never let like fear of, um, be the motivating factor for any decisions, you know? So, um, yeah, I just say, just, just give it a try. Cause it will almost assuredly, I can say be well worth it. And you will have an absolute blast, especially yeah, if you're pushing, running with another, another teammate like that. Um, you know, it will be a, a truly like unique experience and a team uh experience and a, and it's honestly like a perfect introduction to running because you're not doing it alone you know you're doing it with yeah. somebody else yeah it's a there's a whole community too of other people doing it and so yeah i would fully encourage uh, the person to to go for it awesome what is it like that first time you cross the finish line with your teammate Oh, it's, it's exhilarating. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really, gosh, I mean, honestly, every finish line still is just absolutely like exhilarating and just really, especially I, you know, I I can't speak for every duo team because there's lots of duo teams that it's not necessarily a a parent and their, you know, their child. Um, But for Donald and I, I mean, it's just, it's just such a connection that we have that out there running um, and then crossing that finish line together, like knowing, yeah, that we worked together, especially on those like magic days where we really just went after it and nailed it. Or there's days where like, I can tell completely that he carried us for like the whole latter half of the race or something. Um, yeah. It's just such a, there's, there's such a deep connection that he and I definitely have because of, of racing together. That is um, awesome. So, so every finish line really is just pretty special. That is awesome. I'm so proud of you, Michael. I, I really, you, <laughs> really love what you're doing with your family and with, you know, uh, you and Donald running. And I just encourage you to, you know, just keep on living life to the full because you're definitely living life to the full. Thank you, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very blessed man. Uh, yeah. I'm very yeah. thankful. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can tell there's, there's a, there's, there's a dimension there where you understand just how amazingly blessed you are. And, 
And you are, and, and, you know, and I pray the blessing just continue to be on you. And I just, yeah, my, my prayer for you as you and Donald prepare for uh, Shamrock is that you would have quick feet and strength and endurance and bust that BQ. Thanks, man. You got it. It's been great having you on the show, Michael. Thank you so much for taking some time. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Perfect. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Living an Ultra Life. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.